Strange sightings, paranormal experiences, folk tales, and superstitions. Hi, I'm your host and creator, D, born and raised in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And no, it's not part of Mexico. These are true stories that New Mexicans have experienced. Welcome to Tales, tales from, from the Land of Entrapment. Hey, welcome back. Thank you so much for being patient. Last week I came down with a cold and my voice was no bueno for recording. Probably still sounds a little bit rough, but that's okay, I've kept you waiting long enough. Do you believe that some spirits say goodbye from the beyond? Here are two separate stories about a friend and a lover and their final goodbyes. It was prom night. We were leaving around midnight. It was my junior year, my friend had a car and wanted to take us home. Our prom was held at the Inn and Spa at Loreto. We were leaving downtown. We cut through West Alameda because the first person we were taking home lived on Seringo Road. It was really dark because there aren't really any streetlights down there. As we were driving, we saw someone walking and as we got closer to the person, it looked like one of our friends. In the back seat, there were four of us, but there was still room in the back seat for one of our friends to fit. My friend pulled over to ask Jason if he needed a ride, but he just kept walking and ignoring us. So finally, my other friend in the back seat, Jordan, rolled down the window and was like, Hey bro, get in, we'll give you a ride home because you live on Agua Fria. As Jordan said that, Jason stopped walking, didn't even look at us. So Jordan opened the door and Jason sat in the back of the car. We picked Jason up by the park that's across from Gonzales Elementary School. The whole drive through West Alameda, Jason was just looking out the window, not saying a word to us. We were asking Jason why he was walking, where he was coming from, but he was just absolutely ignoring us, staring at the window. I remember he had a hoodie on so we couldn't really see his face and he was wearing dark clothes. When we got to his house, he just opened the door and started walking towards the house. He didn't even look at us, he didn't even say thank you or anything. We saw him unlock the door, go in, he turned off the porch light and we saw his bedroom light go on. We dropped off our other friend and then I got dropped off last. My friend and I were just talking about how weird it was, how he wasn't talking to us, how he wasn't looking at us. We were just wondering what was going on. The next morning at like 7 a.m., Jason's mom had called asking if Jason had gone to the prom with us. And she also asked if he had been drinking, but I told her we never saw him at the prom. He never showed up. Jason's mom then told me that Jason was in a car accident at midnight. We were asking how he was in the car accident at midnight if we picked him up around midnight and we were on our way home. But Jason's mom was insisting that Jason was in the car accident and had passed away. She said once the cops got there, he was dead on scene. I told her how we picked him up and took him home around that time, but Jason's mom said that it was impossible because she received the call at 12.30 saying he had been in a car accident and passed away on the upper West Alameda, 
which is basically towards $5.99 now. The person who told me this story wanted to remain anonymous and this story happened in the 90s. Uh, obviously I changed the names to respect the identity of the real Jason and such. But the next story is sweet and sad. Let's dive into it. My daughter's dad had a friend named Juan. They were 17 years old at the time. Juan had a girlfriend named Angelica and he wanted to marry her. They were both from Mexico and were poor and had no money. Juan wanted her to have the wedding she dreamt of ever since she was a little girl. Juan decided to cross the border and go to the States to work, landing in New Mexico. Every free paycheck, he would send her money so she could save it, and in a few years, he would be back so they could get married. Every Sunday, they would talk on the phone. But a year had passed and she wouldn't answer the phone calls. Her mom would pick up and say, she's not here. He continued to save money, but didn't send it out to her because he didn't know what was going on. After two years, he went back home and he went to her house and knocked to see what was going on. She answered the door and she talked to him, hugged him. He asked what was going on and asked why she stopped answering the phone calls and why she stopped writing him. She wasn't really answering his questions about what happened and why. He stopped asking her questions because he was back home and he had plenty of time to catch up. He told her, let's get ready to go have some drinks at the bar up the street. She agreed. They danced the whole night, they drank the whole night, just like they always did. As the night went into morning, he walked her to her house. While they were walking, she told him she was getting cold. He put his jacket over her shoulders and continued walking her home. Juan told his girlfriend that he would be back in the morning so they could discuss their wedding plans. She leant in and gave him a kiss. He went home happy because he thought they were happy and was excited to start a future he had planned for. He went to sleep, woke up the next morning, got ready and went to her house. Angelica's mom answered the door and she asked where he had been and asked if he just got home. Juan told her mom where he'd been and how he was home. Juan then asked if Angelica was home and the mom was confused and asked what he meant. In Spanish she said, no Did you not hear? She passed away a year ago. Juan started raising his voice insisting that the mom was lying to him. Juan told her, No, you're lying. You just don't want me to be with her. This isn't true. The mom tried calming him down and told him it was true. A year ago she got really really sick and passed away. Juan told her it wasn't true and how he was just with her the night before. The mom then invited him inside while she put her shoes on and walked him to the grave. On her headstone, Juan's jacket was laying on the corner of the headstone. He grabbed the jacket and read her headstone and he freaked out and unfortunately went mentally crazy. It turns out the people at the bar were staring at him, giving him weird looks because he was dancing by himself, singing by himself, drinking by himself, laughing by himself. 
people didn't understand what he was doing. Juan's mom and dad took care of him until he was mentally stable. It was scary for him because she felt real she wasn't cold. It took him a good five years or so to come back to the real world, so to speak. I actually got to meet the guy after everything happened. He was still a little weird, but I don't blame him. I probably would have gone crazy too. Next episode, we'll be talking about doppelgangers. E. That's all spooky.